This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brewers and D-backs third game of four at Miller Park. Chase Anderson facing his former team and Zach Grinke, who hasn't lost since April 29th on the mound in this one. It was Grinke who blinked first. The payoff. Swing and a drive, deep left field, way back. That ball is off the wall. Three runs are going to score on a double from Jet Bandy. And Milwaukee has the lead three to nothing. One, two. Breaking ball, Aguilar hits it high in the air, deep to left, way back towards the wall. And that ball is gone into the second deck. Aguilar hits a curveball down the line and out of here. It's 4-0 Milwaukee. Here's the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Chased a high fastball. Get a little more deception for righties. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Here's the 3-2 again. Breaking ball called strike three. Anderson's pitch count to 110, and you're beginning to see a right-hander get up in the Milwaukee pen. Tapper to the third baseman. Shaw playing in. Gloves throws the first. And the D-backs go in order in the seventh. Seven no-hit innings for Chase Anderson this afternoon. 2-0. Ahmed wraps one back through the middle. Diving stop by Sogard. He can't get it. It's off his glove. A base hit for Nick Ahmed, and the no-hitter is over. A standing ovation from the Miller Park faithful. A nifty performance for Chase Anderson, who strikes out a career-high 11, takes a no-hitter into the eighth, and improves to 3-1 on the year. Brewers beat the D-backs 5-1. The win snaps a five-game losing skid for Milwaukee. Zach Grinke lost his first start on the mound since April 29th. Here's the righty talking about Jet Bandy's critical three-run double in the fourth that got Milwaukee off to the fast start. Did a decent job getting back to 3-2, and then I made a really bad pitch. I don't I really shouldn't have done throwing that pitch where I did. Where I did is just a... Uh, more of a mental mistake than a physical mistake, I guess, is not, not the right pitch, and it didn't work out good. So I can think before that you'd throw a number of sliders, change up the fastball. I mean, was, there, was that the call? Was that the specific? Yeah, he, uh, he was starting to take get some pretty good takes on the off-speed, so I was trying to get a fastball by him, but obviously didn't work, and as a... Uh, trying to be too smart for and so just throwing a, a good pitch and then get the next guy if, if he was able to take take it and then it's only one run instead of three. The walks leading up to that I mean did they is that something you saw from some of their hitters just uh, laying off some of the pitches that maybe other guys were swinging at? No it was just not not attacking enough making like okay pitches but probably a little bit too far out of the zone. Um, Santana might have taken one pretty good to, to walk, or maybe as a sorry as a Aguilar. He took a good slider, but uh, made some bad pitches of Shaw once I got got ahead of him, and then just had a little stretch where it didn't make as good a pitches as I should have. 
back? What did you think of the way Chase Anderson pitched on the other side today? Uh, obviously, he's pretty good. Um, got me out. You've had a lot of success here in general in your career. I mean, you've had it, and you've had obviously a terrific you know, last month or so. I mean, just your take on some blip in the road here. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't do my best. I mean, I thought. I mean, obviously, it seems to me like the whole team played pretty terrible today, including myself. So, I mean, he almost threw a no hitter and then gave up six or seven runs that were ended up being, and so it was a pretty bad game. Do you think Tomas should have the sober ball to start the inning? Uh, I don't know. Why do you? What you said it was just bad pitches. Do you feel like you? No, I think they're they're too far out of the zone. They weren't close enough. Um, through through good ones to get ahead of the count, and then throw them too far out of the zone when uh, when I have two strikes on them. Uh, Shaw was different though, um, and I don't think I threw many sliders, but through a curveball that was inside that was semi-decent, but he took it for a ball and then threw a terrible change-up. I think I threw back two, two terrible change-ups that no one's going to swing at, and so it was just bad pitches. Yeah, it wasn't like, it was like middle way up. I should have went in with it if I, if I threw a fastball or should have thrown off speed looking back at it. But, uh, I mean, he took a good swing. Four, right? Yeah, he took a couple good swing or a couple good takes on a slider, and then I threw one in the strike zone, and he almost got a hit on it. It was just foul, so he's starting to take better takes on the slider, or in better swings on it. So I was thinking I could do fastball, but he was ready for it. Tory Labello squad couldn't figure out Chase Anderson on Saturday and did not record a hit until the eighth. Here's the skipper talking about why Anderson was so effective. I thought he was locating the fastball, he was changing speeds, and you got to give him some credit. You know, we had him on the ropes early, first and second with no outs, with with um, our two best run producers at the plate, and he, he stood on his stuff and got out of some jams. And I think that gave him a little bit of confidence because uh, he seemed to catch fire from the second through probably the sixth or seventh inning and obviously got into the eighth inning with a no-hitter. So give him some credit. Um, but uh, uh, unfortunately, it just it never never has got rolling for us overall. It seemed like he was throwing harder than usual, <clears throat> but I don't know. Has gone here? Or? Um, I, you know, the velo that we had been told about with the scouting report was about what it was. Okay. Um, we know that there's more velo than... When he was with us, I think that's what I was built to understand. But you got, you got to, you got to give him some credit. And uh, you know, our our team offensively is very capable. And uh, when he shut us down the way he did, he's doing a lot right. I mean, you're looking to just get anything done. I mean, somewhat of a moral victory to have Nick break it up and score a run in this game. Is there something there you can grab onto? Of course. I mean, I think we always focus on the positive to get us ready for the next moment. And uh, yeah, Nick comes up with a big base hit and, and stops the no hitter. And then we didn't shut down. We had we made a little noise in the ninth inning. Um, we made them maneuver in their bullpen a little bit, get some guys, some back end, their back end guys up. So, you know, we'll build on that and get ready for tomorrow. Zach Cruz through three and then <coughs> fourth, you know, a couple walks and then the big hit by Bandy. What did you see from him in that inning in particular? 
I thought Zach did a really good job of, of picking who he wanted to attack. Uh, he got himself into a good situation. Um, got Bandy 0-2 or 1-2. I think he was in a good good spot to finish him off. Unfortunately, didn't. And you have to give Bandy a little bit of credit. I think he was laying off some very good pitches that, that Zach was throwing uh, with a purpose. Uh, and then he threw a 3-2 fastball. It looked like it was up out over the plate, and, and he did his job. So it was unfortunate. I thought Zach threw the ball um, really well, with the exception of that one inning. I did. I did. Uh, you know, and those are things that we're working on with him. Um, with first step quickness and closing on balls. And unfortunately, I think uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it. Unfortunately, um, he didn't make the play. But I know, um, like I said, those are things that we're, we're dealing with. And we know that uh, there's some limitations with him. But you know, hopefully, those moments will happen again. And we're going to figure that out. Um, like I said, I haven't reviewed it that closely. I just know that um, he didn't close on the ball. That's how I'll leave it. And then that other one, the, the, the bandy ball, mm -hmm. probably would have been a tough play looking into the sun as well. But. Yeah, I think the ball took off um, off the bat. I think it was something that was going to go over his head. Um, you know, that's not really the one that I'm focused on. I think there are a few other things I didn't even I'm, I'm pay more attention to. Patrick Corbin takes the mound for the D-back Sunday in the finale of this four-game series. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.